Okay, let's try our game. All right, folks, here we are. Season two. Holy oh. shit. Kylie, do the intro, will you? All right. <laughs> okay. All right. For anybody who's listening, this is my third take at the intro. So here we go. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, season three, episode two of the Deke Snipe Silly Podcast. Got your hosts here. We got Kylie, uh, Chad, we got Patty, and myself, Ryan. Um, as mentioned in episode one, we got a new sponsor this year, uh, the Delaney Ho- the Hockey Program. There you go right there. Look, the Delaney Hockey Program, uh, they're one of the premier hockey schools here in Newfoundland and Labrador, and they're sponsoring our, uh, our little show here for, uh, for this season anyway, and we'll see what happens next year. But uh, we're blessed. It's not going to be a, a hockey-heavy uh, podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs tonight. We're going to talk to one of the owners of the DHP, uh, Mr. Ryan Delaney. He's going to join us now after the intro. Anyway, buckle up. We're going to get some stories out of Ryan and, uh, and titter-tatter. Let's get at her. guys welcome to another episode of the deke snipe silly podcast uh your regular crew is back as per usual we got uh carly murren uh, patty phillips bo joan also yeah i love it that's uh that's uh chad's twitter handle too by the way um long story behind that one but again friend of the show joe bowen was on uh, we've had him on each season so far season one and season two who knows, maybe back for season three at some point. But um, anyway, there's a long story behind the whole Bo Joan name. Um, as mentioned yeah. in the intro, guys, uh, again, we, 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 we plugged it in episode one, but now we're, uh, we're joined by a guest tonight uh, to chat about our sponsorship. We've got a new sponsor on board. It's uh, DHP, the Delaney Hockey Program, based primarily out of uh, Harbor Grace, Newfoundland. Uh, but uh, lots of big stuff happening at DHP, and there's a little bit of expansion on the go, and Camps starting to pop up at different places, so uh, we're we're happy to welcome to the podcast uh, Ryan Delaney of the Delaney Hockey Program. Welcome to the show, Ryan. Thank you very much for having me, guys. Amen. Looking forward to this. Yeah. Tell the truth, you're not looking forward. To this. No one actually looks forward to this. They're like, oh man, <laughs> oh, it's, it's pretty cool. The first is my first one, so it's uh, it's gonna be see how it goes. Anyways. Ryan, yeah, we've got a big all lineup. Good, man. It's like, all good. People looking to get on here, so like, yeah, should be privileged to be. Uh, I am. Yeah, well, as I say, we'll keep that in mind when we uh, do your evaluation. There you go. <laughs> when you drop off later, <laughs> Ryan. Well, your drop. podcast was good, actually. And uh, after I met Ryan and had some big names there, geez. And uh, so, yeah, definitely perfect. Yeah, we've been, we've been very blessed, I must say. Yeah. I don't know if it's blessed it's or lucky, or I, I don't really. No, blessed is the blessed. Word. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I've you're right. Every time we do one, like I have people reaching out, like, how did you get Joe Bowen? Like, how did you do this? And it's just like, Gotta know some people. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta approach it the right way. And you know what the exactly. funny thing is, what everyone always says about the podcast is that they really enjoy uh the fact that we're all Newfoundlanders. They like they like how That's we interact with one another, they like how it's kind of go with the flow. Uh, and again, we don't script anything. I mean it's just, it is what it is. It's just again, a guy messaged me the other day after we put up episode one, said I was wondering when you guys were gonna come he's a guy in Ontario who who listens to the podcast. He's cool. like, I was wondering when you guys were going to start up because we were a late start this this season, and he said, uh, he said, no, I really, really enjoyed it. And he said, I was, I was afraid you guys weren't coming back. He said because it's my favorite podcast. It's just a bunch of fans talking hockey, talking real hockey, no media in the background, no, no hot media takes and silliness. It's just, just fans talking about the game, talking about, uh, talking about the sport all around. So, so yeah, that's uh, that's just the feedback we're getting after episode one. So that's a good start. Um, episode one was well received. Uh, Again, uh, most of our most of our listens are actual listens as opposed to um, uh, viewed online. But we do both. We uh, for anybody who's listening, if you're uh, if you're interested to see how much facial hair Patty has actually grown in the past week for Movember and Chad as well, uh, you have to pop onto our YouTube feed. Uh, again, you can search up uh, Deke Snipe Sally on YouTube and get us there. Um, but again, a lot of our our uh, our our demographic that we're reaching out to here are listening via again Spotify and Stitcher and all those other Apple Podcast, Google Podcast. Appreciate you, whoever Love you, you guys are. too. Yeah. A lot of guys listen on their way to work early in the morning. That's really cool too. So, but uh, 
What was about the podcast, Ryan, that caught your caught your attention? I know, uh, like I said, we had met uh, before, and you kind of just stumbled onto it, I guess, through through Facebook. What 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 are you digging about the podcast? That uh, you said, now nah, that's something that Delaney can get behind. No, I just um, like every morning I drive to work, and it takes you about an hour to drive to work every every single morning. So I always just flick on some podcasts, listen listen to different things, right? And then I met you over summer uh, with North River Rec and stuff, and then I knew you guys had your own podcast, so. I uh, I got on the Apple um, on my Apple phone and uh, so I downloaded the podcast. So then I start. I used to listen to certain different ones, but then I start listening to you guys uh, going out in the morning. And what I really enjoyed about it, to be honest, was just like you said, just a just a group of people just having friendly chat, right? And it could have been about the game, certain games or play upcoming playoffs or whatever it might be. I know you guys are Toronto fans, yeah. so like for me as a hockey fan myself, like I watch the game, and of course after the game was over, I kind of have my own opinions of what players are succeeding, what how, what how the team should kind of move in a different direction, whatever. So it's interesting to see all your uh, thoughts about that stuff too, right? So to me, like, it's just driving out. I'm a teacher, right? So driving out with a coffee, listening to you guys chat, is, it's just, it makes me a lot more relaxed by the time I get to school. I get to school, I, I walk into the building and I just – I'm just refreshed and ready to start the day, right? It's, it's not like your podcast, like no one's fighting or arguing. It's just it's just a nice, easy listen, and, and, it's, and it's friendly, and it's, and it's it's serious, and it's funny, and it's informative. It's, it's all those things, right? So it's, it's nice to listen to. That's yeah, friendly. That. That's, That's cool, so man. Nice. Kids can listen to this. Like I try to keep it chill. To some of the other podcasts, like I listen yeah. to them sometimes, but. Um, the, I the love fact that we're not vulgar or nothing like that or no. slamming the team. Yeah, uh, nobody wants to hear that stuff. The true fans don't want to hear us slamming the Leafs. Yeah, if you oh. if you what I've always said with any of this stuff, whether it's online uh, posts, whether it's articles to get writing, whether it's a podcast, if, if you've got to resort to vulgarity or any of that kind of stuff to get attention, then you're then you, you're already way too far behind, right? And then you're right. That's what a lot of people have commented. They just dig that it's just a it's just a it's just a cool place to to tap in. We've had kids on the show. Remember uh, when Austin Matthews scored number fifty? Yeah. Zach and Tony were at the game, and Zach, yeah. eleven year old, yeah. was there at the game with his dad, and they popped on the podcast that night and. Uh, Zach told us all about his experience at the game with his dad. So he was there for that's history, and, and that was pretty cool. So, yeah, no, I appreciate yeah, that, Ryan. Cool. That's, that's really cool. But, again, everybody already knows about us, and everyone knows how awesome we are after listening, I hope. <laughs> God. Uh, but what we want to know about and what our listeners, of course, because we got a huge demographic in southern Ontario. Over half of our listeners are in southern Ontario. I guess displaced Newfoundlanders and or sad Leafs fans like us. Um, but uh, we want to know a bit about the Delaney Hockey Program. Now, first and foremost, we should point out, that we've all got a connection to the Delaney Hockey Program, which we didn't even realize until this summer. So mm-hmm. uh, my kids, I got two boys. Uh, they've been in, in DHP uh, Hockey Essentials Program now for, oh gosh, uh, two seasons. This will be their third year. Well, uh, second for Vincent because he's, he's younger. But this will be Patrick's third year in, uh, in Hockey Essentials. And let me see if I can flash a picture, actually. So I don't know if you guys can see that. Uh, yep. for anybody who's on, on the, on the YouTube feed, you'll see a picture of the kids. Uh, so that's them geared up. That's the, we always take a picture of their first day at DHP before they go on the ice by the boards. And you can, it's, it's almost like a growth chart for us every year to see them. Cause like I said, Patrick's first year, his top of his helmet was below the blue line there on the board. So we take a picture every year and, uh, and I mean, they absolutely love it. My kids aren't ultra competitive at all. There's very little competitive bone in their body, to be honest. And they don't really take to, or haven't yet taken to the whole Jamboree competitive game, go after the puck, score a goal. They're, they're not they quite will. there. They will, but they they're will. only five and seven. So mm-hmm. when I give them the option, if they want to go to their minor hockey or if they want to go to, because we, we don't, I don't drive hockey down their throat either. If they're not really feeling it, I don't take them. But I do insist that they go once a week because we are paying for, for all nice. this all this stuff, right? And if I give them the option, they always choose the Delaney Hockey Program because they absolutely love the drills. They love the structure. All their little friends are there, too. I mean, this is, is a very family-oriented kind of deal, right? It's got to be fun. Uh, yeah. But, Patty, what about you? What, what's your connection to the to the program? Well, look at this right screensaver on my phone. This little yeah. beauty. Uh, <laughs> from the is. girls' camp this summer. You know what? Nora only uh, started hockey last year. Uh, if it was up to me, she would have been, uh, and it had shown the interest, she would have been in hockey from the day she got home from the hospital, no doubt. <laughs> Such yeah. a big fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, you had mentioned that I had seen the ads this this summer with the uh, the all girls program, um, especially with someone that's new to hockey like Nora was. 
Uh, last year was a big thing for her. There were six girls from her class that all joined hockey at the same time, uh, which was pretty cool. So Love her going that. into a camp um, where none of her friends were going uh, was very comforting. She knew Kali was going to be there. She had never met her before, but she's seen her on all the podcasts. I uh, didn't realize Chad's daughter Hannah was going to be there. So uh, she actually felt real. she was nervous going in because that's her that's her personality. Um, yes, that's the two, the two girls there. Uh, she was very nervous going in, but I got to say the whole team and, and just an all girl format, uh, was, uh, was huge. So she honestly, not because you're on the podcast today, uh, she can't wait to go back and do it again. And the fact that she did it without her friends was, uh, was a big step for her. So good on you. That's yeah. awesome. Is that, uh, that photo up there now? I'll just try to yeah. pop that. Yeah. yeah so yeah, again, there are, yeah. There's the two of them. That's uh, Chad's daughter on the left, Patty's daughter on the right. That uh, was their first DHP camp this summer. So uh, obviously yeah. I don't need to ask Chad what well, his did. connection is. Uh, Patty just explained it for him. So, and I went to school with the boys, so anyways. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's, in, in this whole podcast, one of these things is not like the other, and I don't want to say it's the townie, but it is. So, yeah. <laughs> but, I'm married uh, in, right? We'll, we'll, we'll skip over Chad and I'll ask Kylie what her connection is to, uh, to DHP. Yeah. Well, I mean, I was approached earlier this summer about a potential all-girls camp, and I was like, sign me up. I would love to help out. I mean, I would love to participate in it, but I didn't think that would be very appropriate, um, <laughs> considering I haven't played hockey in over 10 years. But um, yeah, no, that's my connection, and we went and done the girls' camp. Unfortunately, I ended up having to work one of the days, but I would do it every weekend. Oh, there I am. I'm so awkward. Look at that. <laughs> I hate pictures. <laughs> Ryan knows that more than anybody. That's why I put it up there. <laughs> uh, so what's, what's on the go with that stick, Kylie? I got to ask before we go any further, Ryan. Okay, what, what? so like I just said, I haven't played hockey in over 10 years, and I ain't going out and paying for a new stick, to be completely honest. No, but um, <laughs> I always loved that stick. And I remember, okay, like growing up, um, and you guys can probably relate now with your kids, is every year you need new things because you're getting bigger. And... Of course, every year you get a new stick or every second year or whatnot. And by the time I got to, you know, I guess grades eight, nine or whatever, um, I was as tall, I guess, as I was going to be at one point. And that stick ended up like sticking through with it. And I ended up falling in love with it. And it just, it's my comfort. I love it. Like I can do a way better shot with it. Like it doesn't make sense, but love the sea bubble. Love the sea bubble. I got to say one thing. I'm so glad we got a new bucket for your second camp. Yeah, I know, right? Ryan made me feel like I was so silly, <laughs> and he's like, "Get rid of that bucket." I'm like, "Man, this is a sick bucket." It was That's ten. Cool. It was when I was growing up. Okay. Well, you and know, she had Jaffa. The LA Kings. No, got it was just gray. No, the LA Kings got a bad. You know, LA Kings is. Oh so yeah, no, that's well, bad. That's bad. <laughs> that and Vegas wears Vegas has gold ones too yeah, sometimes, but it's not yeah. as bad as LA. Yeah, mm. it's just like, oh my god, guys, really? Yeah, no, that's yeah. bad. I don't like that. But no, it's like, it was a gray, it's like a Bauer one or whatever, but it's gray. Honestly, right. my brother had it. And then I was like, I need a new helmet, mom. And <laughs> I had to get the exact same one. I did everything my brother did. So hence <laughs> hockey and hence nice being who yeah. I am, I guess. Grew up with yeah. boys. <laughs> That's all part of it. Mm -hmm. so there's our connection. So this was um, like kind of a perfect fit because what people don't realize, I mean, I've known these people individually or and or as a group uh, for over three, four, five years, some of you guys. Chad, probably the longest, maybe. Yeah, probably. But uh, we've, we've never actually been in the same room at the same time, the four of us. No. Um, and we were all so close at the girls' camp. Chad <laughs> Chad. Chad, Chad, and Patty didn't realize their, their daughters were both enrolled, nor did I. I uh, was always there helping out at the camp, uh, just in, in off the ice, you know, helping lug equipment and all that kind of stuff. And Kylie was on the ice with as part of the uh, part of the crew. And I was walking around up and up in the stands. I was like, "Hey, that's 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 Patty, and that's Chad's wife." And I was like, "Oh, this could get awkward." But then it didn't turn out to be anything because you know. <laughs> but uh, but I was at a different yeah, range. Uh, no, she's a hard case. Child. But uh, but I was like, okay. So they explained both the girls had signed up. We're like, oh, that's crazy, you know. But Chad couldn't make it that day because, uh, and that's why that's why Des was there with with Hannah. Um, and then the following day, of course, uh, Kylie right. couldn't couldn't make it. She had other commitments, so she wasn't at the second day of camp when Chad came back. So we almost all connected for the first time in person at the uh, at the DHP camp. Yeah. We almost all connected at Leafs Prospect Camp 
few years ago too. It's so close. Never, never. We were all it. there, just not together. And at different times too, I think. Yeah. I think yeah. Chapters well, for I was there the entire time. time but. Yeah, but <laughs> I think we're all chapters for one of the. the we'll get maker. there eventually, guys. But anyway, back to the point at hand. We got a new yes. sponsor, Delaney Hockey Program. We've got one of the Delaneys here, so I, I guess we should let Ryan start off by explaining the structure of the company, uh, how it started, and 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 who started it. Yeah, so just first off, I want to just note on what you guys talked about. Like, when uh, I know you guys are saying, like, Patty, you're saying, like, your daughter came to the camp and she didn't know anybody and, and she felt really comfortable being there and it was just, and she had a fun experience, right? So that's that's one of the things that we pride ourselves on is making everybody feel comfortable, whoever comes to our hockey camps, right? And that's that's one thing we, we stress to our coaching staff is that when you're out there, yeah, you're trying to teach kids uh, all the different skills that we're trying to teach them, like skating, shooting, all that stuff. But the most important thing is that they, they leave more confident and comfortable than what they came in as. Because a lot of people, especially females, like they come into a, a male-dominated sport, and that's I think, the, and and they just it is intimidating for them to come to a to a camp. Right now, I know we had an all-female one, but we've seen a tremendous growth in females in our in our mixed group camps as well, right? Because I think it's because of that because we make everybody feel so so comfortable and and confident to come to the rink. Because no one knows how to yell at them, and they're going to have a good time. They're going to learn, and when they learn, like a new technique, they they just gain confidence in themselves, and they want to come back to the rink, right? So, like, and and the other part about these hockey schools that we do is, like, Patty, you went to the same high school as me, and um, Desiree was in my class, right? So now, like, it all is cool. I was all come full circle, and now I'm coaching your children. Like, is is amazing, very amazing, right? Yeah, yeah. small world. Uh, I have goosebumps talking cool. about it right now. Sure <laughs> God, like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. that's so cool. Before you go any further, Patty, was he any good at hockey when he was in high school? Well, you know what? I I can remember seeing Keith more often than just because Keith was a year older than me. I think, Ron, you're two years younger. Yeah. So I did see both of the boys play. But most of my memories were going to the uh, to the games watching Keith play in that age group. Uh, Keith had more than one uh, in, in Rushden Bay Arena, I must say. So... Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so I do remember quite fondly, but more so Keith than Ryan, just just because of the age. Yeah, and he was a diamond, diamond force back then, and he was oh, he was so insane. Good. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, no, I, 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 I guess we should dive into that. The Delaney, the, the Delaney Hockey Program is owned by two brothers, so we got one here tonight. Uh, Keith couldn't make it, um, but they started off uh, pro the program what five years ago, Ryan? Was it five years ago? Yeah. So we started off to get to your question there, Ryan. Earlier, we started off. Uh, we always wanted to run a program locally. Um, unfortunately, there's no waste time. No waste time at the Bay Arena was all taken up. And so then uh, Harvard Race, we got wind of Harvard Race was building a new rink. And so we said, okay, we got to jump on this opportunity to get any ice time we can get. And um, so we're calling about ice time. Of course, phones are pretty dead during the summer because there's, there's no rink staff in the summertime because their old rink shut down. And then no one was really, we didn't really know who to contact about this new rink that was going to get built. Anyways, it finally got built and we were on the phone calling and we didn't stop like day and night until somebody finally answered us and um, they worked out a schedule and the only thing we could get was three o'clock in the afternoon. So us being teachers, like how in the world is this going to work? And I remember I was sat in Keith's living room, two of us looked at each other and we were like, you know what? Just take what we can get and we'll deal with it after. And so we found out, no joke, I don't even know if it was two weeks before the season was supposed to start. We're, supposed to, we're planning to start in September, right? Early September. So basically, we have two weeks to come up with a name for the company, um, come up with a logo, find out, try to get sourced jersey somewhere. Like, it was insane. And so we went to work, went to town. We're crazy two weeks. And I remember the morning that we started, we still never had our jerseys. I had to drive to St. John's to pick them up, bring them back. And I remember we had a, we walked in the dressing room, uh, our first power skating. No, it was the first two line actually. Walked in the dressing room with a bag of jerseys, and we were just swarmed by parents and kids. And like, what color am I wearing? Uh, what team am I on? And we were just like sweating. I don't know. And it was just, it was chaos for the first week. And anyways, we. Uh, so we started. We started. A, we started a two-line program, uh, two different age groups, and we were planning on starting a power skating session. And we said, "Man, maybe we'll hold off." And I remember seeing Keith. I said, "No, we'll start and see where it goes." Like you don't know. So, so we had 
um, three days a week, we're on the ice from three to four. And uh, pool line was full, of course. There's 20 players. And then uh, about our first week, we went down. It was a power skating. And we had maybe like four kids on the ice, right? I mean, Keith. We never had no staff in, just two of us. And we went home. And he was like, oh, we can't keep doing this. Like, there's only going to be four people. I was like, Keith, just relax. Like, once people see what we got to offer and, and the product we got to put on the ice, they will come, trust me. So he's like, I don't know. So I convinced him to keep going for another week. And we did that. And second week, we had like maybe almost 10. And then by week four, we were pretty much maxed out. Like we had 38 or something. Yeah, almost 40. So, wow. and then it went on from there. And then, so then we, so then we had three, um, three days a week around the ice. And then we weren't going to do a summer camp that summer. And then we talked about it again. And we're like, yeah, we'll put it off and see what happens. And we did our first summer camp. It was pretty successful. And that was year one. And then year two, we had four days a week. We couldn't do five. Only uh, the Tuesdays was booked up. And our summer camp got bigger. And then the third year, we started hiring on more staff. And then the fourth year, third year, we actually took a travel team in Nova Scotia. Wow. And anyway, just it just flourished. And it's it's been growing every single year. Like it's And our staff now, so we started being key. And I would say we have over 30 or 35 staff on, on board wow. now. So it's getting it's getting big now. I mean, uh, we just uh, opened up operations on the West Coast. So we got a partnership over there with, with a lady, Linda Massey. Uh, she, she's a great lady. Um, got tons of coaching experience and life experience. And, and she, has a, she has a lot to offer to the program. So we just um, just a matter of getting nice time over there right now and getting set up. So we're growing. Big sponsorship. Uh, True Hockey just came on board with us. Um, I mean, due to some amazing work from staff members uh, that we've hired on over the last year or so. So, I mean, there's, it's growing, and I and I love it. And yeah. I'm competitive, and I, I, I we pride ourselves on uh, just getting good quality. Doesn't doesn't matter if you hockey resume, just good quality people who's who can relate to kids and who can get down to their level and is not afraid of. Skate behind a child, taking her gloves off and holding on to their skate, whatever you gotta do to make that child feel comfortable and learn, right? So um yeah, it's been it's been a great, great ride so far for the last five years. So that's incredible, man. Excellent story. Ryan, what's the end goal? That, so that was interesting. Like, where do you guys want to get to? Like your your flourishing now is I'm assuming this is not where it ends. Uh no. you don't want to like what's the ultimate goal for for the program? Like yeah, there's there's more there's something like it, that's hard to say because there's more than one goal. Like my goal, number one goal is like I said, I told you before, is, is just to we have a, I have a female goal to in, in, improve and increase the female hockey in the province. That's that's one goal I had. And people said to me, "Oh, is that because you have a daughter now?" I was like, "No, it's it's not because I I started volunteer to teach uh, high school female hockey uh, five years ago uh, at Ascension." And I just, uh, yeah, go Astros. Yeah, (laughs) we have some good teams there. But the end goal is just, I don't know. I don't know where where it's going to end. I just want to keep growing and I want to keep, um, hopefully, give, like, right now we're taking six travel teams in Nova Scotia this year. So just be able to give those children an experience to play on a team, get on a plane, travel to a different province, stay in a hotel for a weekend, compete against players in New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Quebec, that some players might never have that experience in their whole hockey career, right? But we're able to give that, provide that to them now. Mm-hmm. So that it's not an end goal, but it's a goal I have every single year to, to keep, just give people opportunity and maybe, maybe have some high level hockey players coming through a program that we're able to give some exposure to for, to get scholarships to prep schools and things like that too. Right. So there's no real end goal. I got to say like, just, just, Putting Newfoundland on the map. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the demand and interest is there, and you have a product to uh, yeah. deliver, and we want. So uh, I know my daughter loved it, and uh, we do plan on uh, – my my little fellow was watching the second day, and he uh, he loves it too. He said he'd like to go out there and get his own jersey. So <laughs> like, All right. Sweet. Just time it. Let's, let's well, time I mean, that out, I, and we'll, uh, we'll get you out there too. Just on the female hockey perspective thing, like I obviously, as you guys know, I grew up playing hockey, and it was – four of four of us that were my age 
um, not counting like the year younger, the year older, but there was four girls that were my age and there wasn't enough of us to have a team. Like we had to combine with Harbor Grace and play with the Seabees because there just wasn't enough females to play. And like, even in high school hockey, speaking of the Astros, like I remember the first year. So when I was in grade 10, there was a, a couple girls that were a year or two older than me. So we all got to play, but once they graduated and moved on, anyone who tried over the team made the team. Cause there just wasn't enough people. So every time I see like Nora or I see Hannah and I like at hockey and pitchers and like, I'm at the stadium with Ben and I see the little girls, I'm just like, like, I love it so much. So just seeing what you guys have done and what you continue to do is just, I mean, I support it a hundred percent. I guess Patty, like the, the, the end goal would be uh, for us now, I guess maybe the owner over because that, allows us to do a lot more things than what we can right now right with the three o'clock nice time slot so if we were able or fortunate enough to be able to maybe partner with some people that actually build a rink then the sky's the limit right like we can yeah. hold tournaments weekly tournaments we can host uh, a bunch of different programs we have different types of technology on the ice so what, what like the sky's the limit when you own and i guess like the um we're going, to, we're going to go as far as we can until we don't have enough staff to basically take care of what we want to do. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know what? Like, I, I think growth in the game is probably, probably, I wouldn't say a stunted in Newfoundland, but it's probably because of ice time. Like, how many folks do you hear? Ice time. We want more ice time. We need yeah. more. And how many adults have left the game? Or uh, just from a health perspective, how many adults have left the game because – they don't want to skate at 11 or 12 o'clock when the, when the only ice times that are available, you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I suspect there's a, a lot more capacity for another rink in the Metro or, you know what? What, uh, what I was guess the, that rumor that they were going to, there was supposed to be a bunch of practice rinks or something. Remember? Four, four, four seats in Galway. Yeah. 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 Mm. Is that still happening? Yeah. Who knows? Heard I heard no and then I heard yes. And then I heard no. And I just, I have no be, idea. I mean, it would be packed all the time anyway. Like yeah. We need it. It's I don't know if you guys caught the article a couple weeks ago when Dawson, Mercer, and Newhook played each other. They had an article and they were talking it, yeah. about it was really nice. Um, but they were talking about how both of the boys left the island at fourteen. Like that's just like mind blowing to me because like Ben, my stepson, is twelve. Like I can't imagine him being on his own. Like I know there were billet families or whatnot. <laughs> it's just sad because to get any kind of exposure or to any kind of future in hockey career if you're from newfoundland you have to leave like there's so it's nice to like you said i said put newfoundland on the map because with, with them there's a couple more eyes i hope on our kids yeah. and they do go away to these you know these camps and stuff but a lot of it is because we just they don't get the same ice time they don't get the same you know experience and same level is not here mm -hmm. that's that's a great segue and competition the next thing i want to talk about actually because i mean ryan did a fantastic job of describing the program at least as i see it and uh and but I think what the next place we need to lend lend uh, lend an ear is basically Ryan and Keith's background. Because you talk about leaving mm -hmm. the province and, or leaving the province exactly. and going away. Uh, I don't know everything about the boys, but I do know both of them left and went away to play hockey. So I'll throw it over to you. You can, I, you can do yourself first or Keith first, whatever. But uh, just give us a rundown on, on your guys' hockey pedigree. Yeah, so Keith uh, had a bit more experience than what I had. He's... He did the whole prep school thing first. So he went away to St. Paul's, New Hampshire in grade 10. And I went to a prep school down there. Um, went there for a year. I think the following year, then he, he worked his way into uh, OHL because back then, before the Fog Devils, Newfoundlanders could go the OHL route or they could go to Quebec Major Junior. They had a choice. Now, uh, since the Fog Devils came to Newfoundland, I can't remember what year they came, um, but they were part of the Quebec Quebec League, Quebec Major Junior. Now, all Newfoundlanders basically had to go into Quebec Major Junior draft now, right? So, but anyways, he ended up in uh, in Barrie, Ontario, and uh, when he was grade eleven, so that'd be sixteen. So I guess he went away when he was fifteen, and um, so play. I played in Ontario for a few years, and uh, then he then he entered his draft year in '97 and got drafted by the Florida Panthers. And uh, of course, went to their pro training camps and and all that stuff, and did really well for himself up there. Um, and I, I'm not sure the ins and outs of the contracts that he might have been offered, or but he'd uh, he too bad he wasn't here now to be able to talk with that. But 
But uh, yeah, so after that, he um, did a little bit with the AHL, St. John Maple Leafs. And um, then he ended up going to um, St. Mary's University and then Acadia University, which all of his education was paid for through his hockey experiences, which was great. Um, so I mean, he got a ton of experience uh, in in every single different level than than you can think about, right? So he's a great asset for people leaving the province. And yeah. like, for example, like with the young guy Jay Seymour now and Patrick Lamb and Brody Harlem and these these players that kind of we we got to know through our hockey school. They they just left move away this year, and uh, so we we've always told the parents that Keith is a great resource for for them if they want any kind of uh, knowledge or or any um, any questions that they might have, uh, he's a good resource. Um, me, on the other hand, I uh, I went away, got drafted in the OHL by the same team Keith played on, St. Mike's Majors. Um, and so I went up training camp. Uh, did fairly well. I was pretty small back then for the, – the league is different now than it was back then. Back then it was like the big – Six foot three, six foot Ooh. two, six foot five, big big guys, right? And clutching and grabbing, and and I was I went up to uh, to the training camp. I think it was like one hundred fifty something pounds, uh, pretty tall, like around six feet tall. But what are you now? Like one sixty? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> try, to get, try to get down to one ninety two hundred. <laughs> That'll be a struggle. Um, but yeah, I went up there and, and uh, had a great camp. But they basically told me that. You know what? Like you're not still got some growing to do, so maybe try to come back next year, or whatever. So then I played. Um, then I played junior A, coach Shane Terriers up in Aurelia, Ontario. Uh, and then I went back the following year. Um, played in the uh, junior B league with uh, Strathroy and St. Thomas Stars. Um, actually played on the same team as Jeff Carter. Plays with Pittsburgh Penguins now. And uh, Patrick O'Sullivan, yeah. So just, they were really good players back then. They were a bit younger than me. But, yeah, so I, I, that was my experience. And I got to experience the whole billeting thing and, and all that stuff, right? Um, I never got the same opportunity from hockey as Keith. Did. Like, he has a whole education paid for. Um, my last year, actually, in uh, St. Thomas, um, um, I was looking at Brown University. If I had to go back to my overage year, uh, they were kind of looking at me. I was on their radar. Uh, never offered me anything, but they wanted me to come back and play my overage year and to give me another look. And I basically decided that I need an education. I can't chase hockey around my whole life. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, I was paying on my own dime up there too, right? Like nobody was sponsoring me or giving me money to pay for groceries or anything. So uh, financially, it was it was hard for me to keep going. So I came home and I decided to get into, uh, a computer science diploma, and then I end up. Getting another diploma from College of Atlantic, uh, Petroleum Engineering Technology. And then I decided to go back to education. And now I got my master's, and now I'm a teacher. And you know what? And I wouldn't change any decisions I ever made. I, I don't regret anything I did. I wouldn't change a thing because now I'm in a place where I teach young children, I teach them hockey, I teach them life skills. And we got this yeah. really cool hockey program growing. Um, our name is attached to it, and it's just it just the sense of pride that I have with that is, is just it just feels so good. And I I wouldn't uh, I, I got to be honest, I can't uh, I can't imagine any other better situation than I'm in right now. So yeah, so that's a question I, I got to ask you. I mean, um, like I said, I've never really done anything noteworthy in the public eye in my life, you know, with the exception of this podcast. And and you know, that's not exactly the same kind of deal. It's not called the Ryan Gates podcast. I mean. Like, like I've said many times before, you walk around the Bay Roberts area, the Harbor Grace Carboneer area where the program began five years ago. Like, you, you can't do it without seeing the DHP logo. You can't do it without seeing a shirt that has Delaney Hockey wrote onto it. I mean, that's legitimately your name. It's not like when someone opens a hockey school and they call it, like, uh, Nitro Hockey School. And they say, hey, yeah, I take my business really seriously because my name is tied to that. Yeah, but your name is not legitimately, literally mm -hmm. on it. So, I mean, there's a whole bunch of stress, I'm sure, that comes along with, you know, making sure you do your name proud. But what, what, what's it feel like when, you, when you're walking around, you actually see your name, your the Delaney name out in public on, on merchandise? Yeah, I got to be honest. It's, I think it's so cool. Like, it never imagined in the wildest dreams that you would ever see kids and parents walking around the rink or the grocery store or school or with 
Delaney on their shirt. Like it, it is, it is amazing. And it's, it's really, it's a really humbling experience for me is just to see that in the public. Right. Um, the other side of it is that I love designing some of the stuff like designing the hoodies and designing the jerseys that we wear and the hats that people wear. Like I, I find that so fun too. Right. But, um, but seeing people wear it and seeing people want to wear it. So right from the start, I remember when we were designing our first hoodie uh, or designing a logo. And I never, I never, never crossed my mind that people might wear this on a t-shirt or wear it on a hoodie. I just, and we just, cause it happened so quick. I said, it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty cool logo. When you look at it, see sticks and all that stuff in there and, but, uh, oh, I should get the girls' hoodie that I got here. I don't. I should have worn it. I never even thought about it. Yeah, you got, we got lots of episodes. But I'll continue, yeah. Ryan. Go ahead. Yeah, no. Sorry. So I never thought about that part of it. Like, it's someone's going to buy a T-shirt with Delaney Hockey Program on it. I was just got to get a logo for the jerseys to go on the ice to make it look professional and go with that, right? And then, uh, so our summer camp, we just said, well, that's what people do. They sell hoodies and hats and stuff at, at summer camps and hockey schools and. Let's, let's try let's go and design a nice hoodie for people to wear and uh it was really cool that they, they didn't uh, i feel like they didn't buy it just because they're at a camp they actually they buy it and they want to they wear it because of it looks cool and they want to wear it and then the color scheme and all that stuff it just mm-hmm. i don't know but it is pretty amazing when you uh when your name is attached to all that stuff like your actual name it's yeah. it's not like like you say ryan it's not like nitro hockey school it's it's, it's delaney hockey school and and um i know it's a it's pretty uh something that kind of made i know i can't talk to keep but something that makes me really proud to be part of it was like here's what here's what we built and now now we're at the point now where we have a team behind us to help build the brand now right to build the delaney hockey program which is it's just, I think it's amazing. Yeah, that's, that's, that's cool, man. No, I, uh, it's like free advertising, you know, that's what it is Yeah. when you have like a brand like that and it's a recognizable brand at this point. So it just makes more people like, Oh, that's a cool hat or, Oh, I like that sweater. And then, then they want it. Yeah. And it's just, well, right? it's my, like free my, advertising. my kids have both asked for Delaney hockey school ball caps for Christmas. You know, my one of my and kids wanted want to dress up in his in his DHP gear to go trick or treating because he, I can only assume because when he goes to the hockey essentials program, there's kids of all ages there. So some of the travel team kids, and I mean they're very good, talented young young players. They'll show up wearing their battalion jersey, which is again this travel team, uh, the travel team name, right? And I always watch Patrick, my, my son. He he's always watching these these guys who are all dressed off in full uniform, right? The the the, the battalion with the name on the back, number. Uh, you know, the socks to match, the whole shoot match, right? And and these kids take it seriously too. They're quite proud of it. So when Halloween rolled around, like I said, I was after spending $50 on a ninja costume that he wanted to be a ninja at five o'clock on Halloween night. He decided, nope, I want to be a winning Delaney hockey player. And that's, I said, all right, fine. I mean, if, if, if some kid inspired you and that's why you want to do it, then that's the best $50 ever spent. You know what I mean? So he'd pull on his Delaney jersey and he, went, he got some medals, some of the old Rovers medals or something he had in his room and put on his, his Delaney toque. And that's what he wanted. That's, so anyway, yeah. Long story short, I, like I said, I was always curious of that because I can't imagine, and, and especially since you guys built the brand from legitimately nothing. Like you said, there was, there was it was just you and Keith and, and an idea, and now you've got a, a, a booming school. I mean, school's doing really well. You're selling at all your programs from what I can see. Um, you've got a brand, like it's an actual brand, it's not just a logo. It, it's it's a brand. It's, it's no different than on a much smaller scale, but it's no different than a Nike or an Adidas. It's, it's become its own thing. Uh, like I said, people actually source it out. They're, they're looking for it. So that's, uh, it's amazing. Uh, one more second, right on that one. I just want to talk about the, um, we talk about the brand and the logos and everything. Just what the one thing that they've really got really proud about is that every time I, I noticed, like every time there's a summer camp, you would come to a, uh, a camp and there's, it's like I said, members talk about male dominated stuff. Right. So then, and the females were, continually growing in our program every summer. We'd see more and more females come through. And I said to Keith, I said, we should we should do a hoodie that's for females, specialized for them, right? And I said, just to make them feel more included again in coming to a hockey school and they have their own hoodie. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I, uh, my cousin, he's a graphic designer, lives in BC, uh, Greg Thorne, Thorne Creative. Uh, so me and him got on the phone 
and we were we were chatting about different designs, blah blah blah. We went back and forth with I don't know, maybe fifteen or twenty different prototypes. And uh, so Carly has has the hoodie there. She we came up with that female logo. And I tell you, man, like I was so proud of that that I was able we were able to offer a female hoodie. And I don't know if it's ever been done before. So no guaranteed. Uh, I mean, whatever encouragement we can get in the female hockey. Uh, it's great. It's growing so much, and uh, my daughter's playing under eleven now, and uh, she got really prepped up uh, in your school for that. And just going and watching the level of under eleven right now, and she's in tier two, and I'm still blown away. And we stick around the ice and usually watch the tier one or the even the under thirteens. And just the level of female hockey right now is fantastic. And I'm glad you're doing the camp specific because uh, she was really comfortable right from day one. She loved it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's grown, and, and you can tell. Like you watch female, like you watch the female Olympics now. Um, now compared to ten years ago, ten year ten years ago was good. Fifteen, twenty years ago was good. But look at the skill set they have now. Like, it's oh, it's crazy! Oh, like it's insane. Yeah, that's the female. Oh, that's like, I think that's, that's awesome. So good. Yeah. As soon as I seen it, I was like, "Oh my god, that's a girl on there!" I never like noticed it at first. But you got your jersey there, Carly, or your hoodie? Oh. Hold it up there. And it got like the yellow arms. It's really well, nice. The other thing that gets me about the DHP apparel, oh, cool. it, it's it's not is not beer box quality stuff either. Like no, not, like this is this is not you're not talking about a Gildan T-shirt here that that you're gonna you know get for. Bar down. Bar, bar yeah. down brand. I mean, it's, it's quality, quality merchandise, which I, I'm yes, assuming is, is also important large. to you. Yeah, Ryan? They're going to be good quality. I noticed that the youth extra large, Carly. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't Literally. a youth extra large when I was born. <laughs> well, you know what? I can get things for a lot cheaper, like Leafs jerseys. My my Blue Jays jersey is large, and it was 100 yeah. bucks. And it's a Nike jersey, 100 bucks. The adult one is 250 or something. I'm like, yeah, no. Yeah. Kids one it is. <laughs> Yeah, no, Ryan. It is important to us to get quality stuff, right? Like we could, it, like, it is a is a fine, um, fine line to walk when you're you're trying to get a price point where it's affordable for all the parents to buy something for the children at the hockey schools. Mm-hmm. At the same time, trying to get the best quality you can, absolutely at, at a lower yeah. price, right? So at, that's a juggling match in itself. Like it's it's hard, but um, every year we've, we've kind of figured it out and we, 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 all the stuff that we offer to the kids, it, it's, it's high quality stuff. And so if this new partnership with true, it, it even, it's even going to be better because if you look at the quality of their stuff, it's like, it's next level. It's top quality. Yeah. yeah I tried to love it. Right. So comfortable. I can't wait to start designing some of those hoodies and t-shirts. Oh, it's going to be crazy. Oh man! And then they have dog pants. They have shorts. They have undergits for kids. Like they have everything, right? And it's it says good quality stuff. And and the fact that we're able to offer that now to the children, like I can't wait. I can't wait. I guess I was doing before we had the podcast. I was doing up an order so I can get it in. I got to tell you a funny story. So last Christmas, uh, again, Norris playing hockey for the first time, and she only had for the first two or three months like a wooden stick. But I was planning to get her a, a stick for Christmas, so I bought her a true stick and. Ryan, I'm so big, big in the memorabilia, as you can see from behind me. The rest yeah. of the Yahoo's know that I am uh, by whatever <laughs> I can find. Anyway, so she gets the stick for Christmas and it has Mariner on it. Like it's a Mariner stick and like, she's not excited at all, which I was a little surprised. And so she put it by the side. A few days pass by. I said, Nora, you're not playing with your stick. Oh, she said, I'm just waiting for us to be able to hang it up. She's had it as a stick that we had to hang up, like all the sticks that I buy. So. She uh, she's like, oh, he bought a gift for me, but it's really for him. Yeah. <laughs> That's why she like, wasn't happy. I can see it in her face, like, Dad, I'm not really into this memorabilia thing. I want to use it. So <laughs> what is anyway, it? But it's a true hockey cute. stick, yeah. So she's using it now. Has oh. haven't got her first goal yet, but That's she'll cool. be uh, she'll get it soon. Yeah, God, love her. Then you hang, when she gets the first goal, you take it back from and hang it on the wall. Yeah, then you yeah, hang yeah. It <laughs> pretty much. Well, you, you want to dial it back to funny stories. My kids, I mean, again, five and seven, right? So, I mean, I take them out on the ice for parent and top whenever I can. And like I said, I mean, I've talked about my hockey pedigree many times on this hockey podcast. It extends to four games of high school hockey with 22 penalty minutes and one shot on goal. That's my stat line for my career. So, you know, I, I couldn't catch up with people, so I was hacking and pushing and it was frustrating at the very that's that's probably putting it mildly but anyway 
I still got the same stick I used for my four games of high school hockey, which my mom bought for me for $15 at Canadian Tire in 1999. Anyway, I still got it. And my kids, I'm out on the ice with the kids and we're just passing the puck around, just having a bit of fun. And, uh, and my little guy, Vincent, says, comes along and says, Dad, I think it's time for you to get a new stick. Right. So again, uh, don't ever actually, talk ill about the Z bubble. Then I no, didn't know this. No, this <laughs> it's it's bad, Kylie. You haven't seen it. But anyway, I did go the other day and bought a new stick. I I got a really good deal on one, and it's a true stick as well. Uh, yeah. Because I mean, I've loved Mariner since the since the get go. So I've 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 bought in. I've bought I, I drank the Kool Aid. It's uh, I'm all about Mariner. So I said no. If I'm gonna pick something up, <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a. a did you a true guys stick. see? Um, this is off topic with me now um matthew's new stick that he's using today i did not um yeah, so it's, it's like, like it looks like an old design. school vintage stick it's like ccm but it just got toronto maple leaves wrote on it I don't know if yeah see. old block style like old canadian oh, wow. ccm style see that oh, weird. Oh, yeah obviously i got my screen mirrored so it's like obviously backwards for you guys but yeah Pretty cool. Yeah, it's like 1988. There. I love how everything that we had growing up is now like making a comeback as like vintage. And maybe I shouldn't have bought a new stick. <laughs> no, yeah. it would have been so cool now with that heavy yeah. ass wooden stick. Yeah, anyway, so <laughs> yeah, Ron, I looked up. I looked up your stats know, on anyway. DV. Yeah. Oh, was it 90? <coughs> excuse me, 2000. You were with the Terriers, right? Yeah. I never took you for a dirty player. You got. You racked up a few penalty minutes that season. <laughs> I don't know if there was any fights there, but there was, uh, I don't know, 61 penalty minutes, 42 games, five Ooh. goals, 21 assists. Yep. Not a bad line. No. And, I drafted that point, too. It was uh, first year. And, of course, we had we had an old team, too, right? So, like, I, I was, like, a third, fourth line player. And uh, to be honest with you, like, and talk about hockey and, and the, I guess, the mental part of hockey. Like, it wasn't until – I never really came into my own in terms of hockey until my last year junior when I got traded from uh, St. Thomas or Strathroy to St. Thomas. Um, same thing. I was in Strathroy, a lot of older players. They were making a run for it. And then I got traded around Christmas time. And they traded me to like the second worst team in the league. And I was like, it's fine, whatever. So five of us got traded from this team, right? And the competitive part of me was like, okay, every time we play my old team, I want to try and turn it on as much as I can. But before that, um, I went to this. Um, so I got traded to St. Thomas. And then my confidence, if, like, it flurries. It was crazy. Because like, I knew I was getting nice time. I knew if I made a mistake, I wasn't going to get sat on the bench. So then all of a sudden, my creativity in hockey started picking up. And then I was like, I'm not afraid to go out and try things. And and anyways, like, in that half a season, I got I got to credit that trade to – my I guess my Newfoundland hockey career because it was after that season I moved home and I played junior in Newfoundland and I played uh, senior in Newfoundland and had a lot of success with both junior and senior here and uh, but like yeah like the like confidence is everything in hockey right like you and you see it all the time like you see people who play major junior and they're on their major junior teams and they get all kinds of nice time and get lots of points and they get drafted first overall or or fifth sixth seventh overall in the nhl and then you go to a team and all of a sudden they're not the main guy anymore and yeah. they they can't handle it and all of a sudden mm -hmm. they're playing like maybe 20 25 games in nhl and their career is over yeah. because mentally they just can't can't keep it up right and mm -hmm. yeah so i always say like even and since then i played on teams where i've had coaches that said to me like kind of penalize me for for kind of creating turnover or something right like and i always i got sad and then i'd be like I, I mentally talk to myself and be like, you know what? I know what I have to offer. Uh, just keep playing your game. Uh, they'll come around, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I've always had, luckily, I've always had that mental toughness to turn all that off, right? And just keep playing my thing, right? But, but yeah, no, I'm not a dirty player. I, had, I did a few penalty <laughs> minutes. I don't instigate anything. So I had a few points that year, and it was basically just kind of pick up for myself and whatever. Just finish what they started. Yes. You know, you know yeah, what the short sign of a dirty player is. Somebody says, "I don't start anything." <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I, I'm not afraid to give it back. I got to be honest, but uh, I definitely don't go looking for. Looking I mean, for I, that must be a. I mean, because I know, I know you guys. You're ultra competitive guys. You and Keith, and and for anybody who doesn't know, the boys, you know, in their forties now, 
I'm not trying to the age drop, but they're still playing and they're still playing at a high level of senior hockey here in Newfoundland. Yeah. Um, but how do you how do you manage that? I mean, you know, senior hockey in Newfoundland is is not this does not for the faint of heart when it comes to the, the rough stuff and 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 it gets feisty from time to time. But here you are, you know, you're you're trying to instruct kids and teach them the right way to play. But I mean, at the end of the day, you still got to pick up for yourself too. So how do you manage that? I know, and, and like we're so me and Keith both are so when we go down and teach our two line hockey, uh, like today for example happened today, we're so strict on retaliation. Like if if because sometimes like when you're playing hockey and especially at a young age, and you're carrying the puck up the ice, and someone comes and takes the puck from you, the, the child who had the puck gets pissed off, and they they try to whack with the stick, right? Yeah. And then we're so against that, like we and we make a big deal of it every time it happens, and that's why like in our two line programs and stuff, you very rarely happens. It does happen because kids are kids, right? And they get upset and whatever. Mm-hmm. But as so, soon as it happens, like we, we blow the whistle and we have a chat with them and, and like this it just doesn't happen down in our program. Um, so that's why like when I, when I play senior hockey now, like now that you're old hockey school, like you had to, you had to keep all that in the back of your mind, right? Like you're a role model now and you're a role model in the town, you're a role model in, in your hockey program. So, I mean, you can't, you, you got to, I guess you you got to uh, the way you play is the way you expect children who watch you play the same way, right? So I can't be going out like spearing guys and, and punch people in the face and all that stuff, right? Like that's why my fighting days are over. <laughs> Unless something seriously bad happens, I have to. I will, but preferably not at home in her race. No, but, not when all the kids are there watching. No, but <laughs> so you got to be you gotta just teach them respect. Not only what we say, but we got to. Like we got to act a certain way on Miranda nice too, even playing senior hockey. So that that is always in the back of my mind when we're playing senior hockey. Mm. And it's a tough thing to do because uh, playing senior hockey, there's there's some people out there that just don't care, right? And they will, yep. they will try to hurt you, and they will try to they'll try to hit you dirty and all that stuff. And unfortunately, you gotta just gotta be a bigger man and, and take it. Yeah. <laughs> so when they play senior hockey, then. You won't have to tell them to not do it. So. Yeah, yeah. Or even when they're playing their own minor hockey and stuff, right? They need they, right. they they just learn to respect other players. That's yeah. right. Yeah, it's a yeah. good way to just a good thing to teach them because some kids are like tonight. Actually, Ben had a game, and I was like, "This is getting chippy." Like they're not allowed to hit yet. I don't know. They must have changed the ages. That they like we used to be able to hit. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they changed all that. They changed it, right? Okay, I knew it wasn't crazy. Um, and he's in well under 13, which I guess is Pee Wee. Um, but yeah, and I was just like, at one point, someone ran into the goalie, and then the goalie was up giving it to him. I'm just like, <laughs> these kids are 13, 12. I mean, yeah. it's entertaining, but like, no one got hurt. It was literally just a little shove. But I was just scuffles. Like, yeah, and I was just like, ooh, mm. feisty. <laughs> I mean, now, I don't, I don't see anything wrong with fighting in hockey. Or like, it no. is, at the end of the day, like I always say to people, it's entertainment, right? People watch wrestling yes. is entertainment. They watch UFC, yeah. and then like I really, I think fighting kind of. Like, I remember when I first started playing senior hockey, um, it used to be a two-point rule. You used to be able to fight twice a game. Now, I think if you fight once, you're kicked out. For, I think it's suspended for two or three games. Or wow. Wow. But I find, like, I find there's a shift. Like, when you when you start taking up fighting, you see a lot more stick work and stuff in the game, right? Like, it's, yeah. fighting kind of kept that at bay a bit. And yeah. So, more skill. Yeah. And I don't know. The fighting is entertaining, but it also, it also uh, kind of balanced it. Yeah, it balanced the dirty play out, right? Yeah, I know they take it out because it's. I mean, your helmets come off, and and they could fall and hit their head on the ice and all that stuff. And uh, so it's understandable why they're trying to remove it from the game and the violence part of it. But at the same time, I think you're going to see a lot more people get injured by a slash or or something than you will in a fight. These, so, I mean, the dirty hits from behind too, right? That yeah. are more dangerous, yeah. in my opinion, than a fight. Because the minute the players drop to the ice, or you know, the refs are usually there to break it up anyway, and. Yeah. I mean, nine chances out of 10, nine times out of 10, you hopefully won't hit your head, God forbid. Yeah. But as long as you're not deliberately trying to hurt somebody, like some some of the hits that we see in the NHL, like that one the other night, um, Montreal, uh, the Slavkoski, whatever his name is, like that was just, that was dirty. Yeah. Things like that, like there's no need of it, but it's yeah. entertaining, like you said. And, and especially now where a game is played at such a fast pace, like yes. you hit someone dirty now, like it's, it's major, right? Like you're... Oh, yeah. You're flying right? out there. Yeah. So yeah, there's a place for it. I think, uh, unfortunately, you're taking it out, but I mean, they're the they're the ones making all the decisions, I guess. And that's right. Yeah. Bye yeah. bye. 
So it is what it is at this point. Yeah. Well, guys, it's still the I, best sport. Yeah, it is still the best, greatest sport in the world, no doubt about yeah. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I got nothing else for Ryan. Do you guys have anything else you want to throw at him before we let him go? All good here. All right. no, let's keep it coming, man. We appreciate it. Yeah. Great. Anything from you, Ryan, before you take off, man? No, I just uh, thanks for having having uh, me on. I, I, too bad Keith couldn't make it tonight. He had a bunch of things on the go. Um, but anyway, um, I really, really really appreciate it. It's been fun chatting. I, I don't get to do this very often, right? Because it's come on anytime. Being a little girl most of the times. I can't talk to her about hockey, so it's more <laughs> now than anything. So, yeah. and my wife don't really watch hockey, so I don't get. What's no... your team again? Are you Pittsburgh? No, I'm uh, Detroit Red Wings. Oh, Detroit! Yes. I thought someone said Pittsburgh. Because no. the colors of the Tulane program. No, I just, I just love the gold. Oh, black. okay. That's what it was. I love Detroit. I, I think we're playing Detroit. Detroit Neil Knights. What's that? Detroit Knights colors. Fuck yeah. I was going to say, I think, aren't, aren't the Leafs playing Detroit like soon? I was going to say, that'd be fun to get you on after uh, after a game like that. Oh, definitely. Actually, like, chat the game, right? Detroit's yeah. actually getting pretty good now, so. They know. are. Yeah. They are. I, like, oh, I gotta I love like Mo, Detroit. man. Mo's deadly. They got yeah. sneaky good really fast, too. Yeah, they got, like, yeah. the, that big dude, too, that really tall guy. I can remember. Solder, Solder Bomb, is that his name? Mo Solder. Well, they no, had, they had, they had, they had a line. That big line that they got the huge yeah. Oh, the big line, yeah. Solder, yeah. Slot. Adam, what's his name? The big tall guy in Detroit. He's, like, an encyclopedia. Adam knows everything. Solder Blom or something? Soderblom or there something. There you go. Yeah. Steve Arsman. Steve Arsman's a winner, right? Like he, that's yeah. his he yeah. Detroit. And uh, he went to Tampa Bay as as assistant GM, I think, or no GM because he left. And look what he did with Tampa Bay. They, they're freaking yeah, obviously there now. And so then then Steve Arsman goes to Detroit. Look what he's doing to Detroit. He's he's knows hockey, man. And then yeah, he, he's done well drafting, team. very well. Yeah, I'm just trying to that's see. Some, I'm pretty sure number 19s are doing Detroit pretty good. Soon. Yeah. Well, yeah. So, One last oh. piece of use, useless knowledge. What's the curve on your Z bubble? Kyle? Mine? Yeah. Stevie Y. There you go. Stevie Y. <laughs> I'm just looking. I'm here looking to see when they play Detroit. I thought it was recently, but it must be. Uh, I missed it up. Not till January. Yeah. Oh, wow. They play you twice in a week in January. Yeah. So we'll have yeah. to get you on at some a point. Home and home. Yeah. yeah. We play the 7th in Toronto and then uh, the 12th in Detroit. Now, I'm sure there's probably more than games than that, but that's the two I see there. Just quickly searching. Funny, so, I went to two, two NHL games my whole life. Uh, one was in Toronto in the Maple Leaf Gardens. Um, nice. Back when I was in uh, high school, we went to a trip, we went to a high school tournament up in, up in Toronto, uh, North York, I think it was. Uh, anyways, I went there, I was up in those base section. So the last game I went to was about four years ago, five years ago. Went to watch Detroit and Montreal in Montreal. It was the anniversary. Remember when Patrick Brown walked off the ice? Oh, yeah. When Detroit beat him like 12 1? Yeah. So it was the anniversary of that. And then the opposite thing happened. I was watching the game and Montreal beat him like 12 1 or something. It was nuts. Wow. Oh, wow. It was crazy. Um, I... I was sat there to stay and Montreal fans, Bonkers. <laughs> Even at goal 10, <laughs> goal 11, they were going nuts. Like Still cheering. Nuts. Yeah. So Detroit scored one goal, and I was sitting there quiet, watching the game, not saying anything. I was like just getting fed, right? Like, anyway. Yeah. Happened. Detroit scored one goal. Octopus goes out on the ice. <laughs> of course. I jumped up and was like, Ooh. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, that was good. Uh, I one, but I was happy. November 28th, we played Detroit too. I knew there was a game soon. So yeah, November twenty eighth. We also played oh, yeah. Detroit, but yeah, yeah, perfect. Now it was great, Bell guys. It was fun. I, I enjoy this. Yeah, same. Yeah. Oh. yeah, and thank you for believing in us enough to sponsor us too. Yeah, yeah. 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 It seems like you're helping foot the bill. You can come on anytime. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's. Uh, I, I guess we'll knock it on the head there, guys. Uh, again, um, big thank you to to Ryan and Keith and and everyone at Delaney Hockey Program because it's not just them anymore. It's there, there's a there's a great team of coaches and staff and and even I even catch uh, Mama Delaney at the, at the arena sometimes helping out. So it's 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 a family affair with those guys and uh, and we're so glad that you guys can be part of this and we'll try to make you guys proud on our end if we can. Um, but again, if you're if you're if you're looking for our podcast, guys, you can catch it on. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, all of the above, basically anywhere you find your podcasts. If you're interested in the, the video, if you want to catch up with uh, with Chad's and Patty's uh, mustache, or you're uh, you're wondering how just how good. I don't have one, by the way. Oh, <laughs> now. 
I donated to uh, Todd Skirving about the Skirves mustache t-shirt instead, and I'm going to toss some uh, bucks to Patty on maybe the uh, Cornhole Wednesday. Right. Yes. So now we're supporting Patty, Patty only, Patty. folks. So if you're yeah. looking for yeah. Patty's link, we'll uh, donate we'll drop my that. mustache hair and a few uh, bucks. So well, there you go. We'll uh, we'll part. we'll hang Patty's link there in the description below if you're looking at our our YouTube clip, which will be featured on our Facebook page. So if you're looking to donate to a great cause, November for uh, for prostate prostate cancer research for men. Uh, again, there's no better cause out there this time of the year. So again, if you're looking for us on our video podcast, you can search Deke Snipe Selly on YouTube. Or you can go www.facebook.com slash DeekSnipeSelly and you'll get all of our content there, whatever we've got on the go. Uh, just like the Delaney Hockey Program, we're a growing brand too. We've got a we've got a writer on staff now as well as a graphics design guy. So hopefully uh, we'll be rolling out some more content in this hockey season for uh, people who are into stuff besides the podcast. But uh, last but not least, you can catch everything that we do as well at uh, www.deeksnipeselly.ca. So, unless there's uh, some last-minute things, guys, you know what I'm going to say. I'm just going to peace out. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers.